Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Let's hang out. Let's hang out. And let's talk about what lessons about. Let's hang out. And let's listen to two lesbian shout. Let's hang out. Let's hang out. Hello. Hi. And welcome to Let's Hang Out, a podcast where two lesbians talk about stuff. This is your East Coast lesbian, Ellie Brigida. And I am your West Coast lesbian, Lee Holmes Foster. And this is episode three, A Sad Strait of Affairs. Uh, and we've all been there, right? Falling for a straight girl. Oh, yeah. Too many times. Too many times. Just the worst. <laughs> oh, this one really hits home for me, Lee. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know it does. And so that's, that's what we're going to try to talk about today is talk a little bit about why this happens, why this happens so often and is such a common problem for so many of us. Yep. Um, and also, I think, you know, talk a little bit at the end about maybe some some good things to keep in mind or how some of this is starting to change, uh, you know, but but really kind of dig into why we always fall for straight girls. It's a real thing, right? And why do we fall for straight girls? I mean, I just want to say as a disclaimer to the beginning of this episode, we know that sexuality is not so black and white. For the purpose of this episode, we're going to talk about people who self-identify as straight. Because yes. there are a lot of them out there. And I think that's our number one reason why, right? Is actually most people are straight. Yes. And it's an unfortunate thing for us because we have a much smaller dating pool because of that, right? And Sure, yeah. Girls are pretty, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> so many pretty straight girls. It's hard. They There are, but it's kind of unavoidable, right? I think it when you're already dealing with uh, a smaller population, it's certainly something that we can't ignore in terms of why this is such a such a common story that we hear. Oh, yeah. You know, is, is there's just lots of straight people out there. And, you know, sometimes for me, I forget that there are so many straight people out there. My college was so gay. They were everywhere. Where'd you go to school? I went to Wagner College. It's this tiny, tiny college on Staten Island in New York. I don't know what it was. It's a theater school. I guess like a lot of people, you know, the creative types are a little bit more free. Um, but even the people who are not studying creative things, there were just so many of them. We're a little lesbian clique and I loved it. <laughs> I mean, you're telling me, Ellie, I went to Mount Holyoke College. Yeah. Um, so shout out to my mojos. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think I think a lot of people, you know, you when you're looking for colleges, uh, if you have already come out or if you're you maybe have that inkling in the back of your head. I think a lot of us look for places that are going to be accepting and going to be open. And, you know, Mount Holyoke certainly is. Yep. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we we have a, a pretty healthy, you know, lesbian population there. Um, yeah. It's also I mean, it's in the Pioneer Valley, which is, you know, kind of like a, a gay mecca. In the US. Yeah, I think I told you this. I looked up. Because, of course, I wanted to find a place that had the most lesbians. And, like, <laughs> number two and three were both in Pioneer Valley. Yeah. No, that doesn't surprise me at all. Because, I mean, Mount Holyoke there, uh, Smith is out there, yeah. you know. Shout out to Smithies. <laughs> um, 
top of the list of, you know, closest to gay utopia you're going to find. Yeah. Uh, and it was a beautiful in time US. in gay utopia, but then we come into the real world and I get very confused. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, and because you're not just finding that there's a less concentrated, you know, gay population in general in the rest of the world, but also just people who are less aware of gay culture. You know, I think, I mean, Mount Holyoke is still predominantly straight, but, um, you know, I think there's an awareness. There's kind of that knowledge of there are gay people, there are lesbians, you know, and, and people who are a little more familiar with the with the culture and and with what's going on. And yeah. Yeah, it's it's not always the case no. outside of that. And so yeah, it's really hard to tell who is and who isn't gay, right? Yes. Or queer or anything. That is our next reason why, I think. Why do we always fall for straight girls? It's cause you don't know. Yeah. I see a pretty girl and I go up to her and I just assume that she's a lesbian and I can hit on her, right? And that's not, yeah. you know, not the case usually. You know, as much as I think we all have some, you know, some range of gaydar, it's not always perfect. It's not always 100%, right? Oh, yeah. For sure. It's always like an investigative process, right? <laughs> You're like, are her nails short? There's like so many things yeah. that go into it. Well, and that's throwing back all the way to like early L Word episodes, right? Where they're doing that with with Laura, everyone's oh favorite gosh. soup chef, right? Is yes. yeah, what shoes is she wearing? You know, uh, you can play that game, but I think there's no definitive way to tell just from looking at someone. Oh yeah, we all know that, right? It, yes. It's there's not. Although I think someone's making an app now, isn't someone making like a a facial recognition like neural network app that can tell you from a picture if you're gay or not? Is that a thing? The gay well, okay. I think the gay face is sort of a thing, but I will say <laughs> you don't have to be gay to have a gay face, and if you have a gay yeah. face, if you don't have a gay face, you can be gay. So it's like what What's the difference, right? No, right. I we I think we're gonna need to see like what's the batting average for this app, and also like how long until this app leads to like the downfall of humanity. I mean, you know, <laughs> you know, any or <laughs> any app. are all gonna take over the world, anyways. So it's fine. The other problem with a face scan app is like there's nothing subtle about trying to hit on someone and being like, can I just hold my phone in your face? For <laughs> just, Sorry, you have a really cute face. Can I scan it? Yeah, I'm just gonna. <laughs> nothing weird is happening nope. here. Like, look, look away. Oh, don't look away. Sorry, I need to get your face. Hey, can I buy you a drink? and take us close up of your face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that would be a lot easier, but I think uh you wouldn't get as many girls, you know. You would know they were yeah. gay, but they would be like, uh, "I don't want to talk to you." <laughs> <laughs> totally normal, like total normal flirting, you know, just need a, a quick quick pick of your face. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, weird, I do that all the time, here. so. So, okay, so what do we have so far? We have uh, lots of people are straight and you don't always know who is or isn't. Yep. And I think the next one, because it's something that we kind of talked about in episode one, um, and I think it also comes into play here, is that coming out, right? So someone who has identified as straight up until now, realizing their sexuality, it is the most common story that we see in the media today. Yep. Like, lesbians hitting on other lesbians where we just don't really see that right it's like right. the straight girl who falls in love with another woman and usually that other woman is gay and then discovers yeah. her sexuality so we think you know oh we're that girl may be straight now but in the movies right. she finds me and she falls in love with me right even my favorite movie imagine me and you and of course that's why it's my favorite movie because this woman she literally falls in love at her wedding to a man. <laughs> at, yeah, at her wedding to a man. Her straight wedding. 
her straight, straight wedding. And she falls in yeah. love with the girl. So clearly, that's the way to Makes go. Makes eye contact. Just, just start crashing all the weddings and wait till a girl who's <laughs> on the altar with the love of her life realizes you are the love of her life instead. Editor's note, please do not go crash straight weddings. We do not we do not condone this. But I think it's true. You know, I mean, I think we're we're going to be talking about dads next episode, which is another, you know, I think a lot of those kind of classic, classic lesbian movies. Right. We tend to watch them. and We always watch them because we did come out. We focus on the coming out story from that perspective of I thought I was straight and I realized I wasn't. Um, and I think we ignore that in a lot of those cases, because they're pitched as rom-coms, the flip side of that story is someone who's gay fell for a straight girl. Yep. And oh, man. Yeah. Like I identify with Luce so much. The other day, this girl that I was talking to, who is not straight, but is more straight than I am, um, she literally compared me to Luce. And she's like, Imagine me and you. Yes, and imagine me and you. And I was like, Oh, I'm so happy. Like, I'm Luce. This is like (laughs) my dream. But do you really want to be Luce? Like, Luce had to deal with so much emotional turmoil. It was a lot. It was so much. It's not such a straightforward story, I think, in real life. I mean, obviously, you're looking at this romantic, you know, we're making a a feature film and it's going to be great. But yeah, I mean, it it is one of those things where your initial gut reaction is like (laughs) loose. And also, I mean, who doesn't want to be compared to Lena Headey, first of all? But, you know, there there is something that's hiding under there uh, a little bit. And it's not it's not just movies. Right. I mean, I think. That's true for most TV shows, I think, that have lesbians or, or queer female characters on them. Oh, yeah. It's pretty prevalent that it's a coming out story. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure, like, we can name them all right now. Just, just like, rapid fire, like, a, a coming out TV story? Yeah, let's just see how many we got. Okay, I'll start. Buffy. South of Nowhere. Glee. The Bold Type. Uh, Pretty Little Liars. Um, Grey's Anatomy. Supergirl. And I'll... The new fave, Winona Earp. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm going to stop us on Winona. I mean, we could do this endlessly, I think, <laughs> but um, we should. Every conversation should just about start and end with Winona Earp I as think, far as yeah, I'm concerned I these agree. days. But it, but I think that's a good that's a good example, right? That it's like all of these TV shows, and I think TV shows that a lot of us you know know or watch or hear about. The main queer story is someone who was straight or thought they were straight or was trying to be straight, you know, kind of realizing, hey, (laughs) yeah, some of them, some of them really were, right? But, but, you know, kind of realizing it's, hold on a second, something else is, something else is happening. And I, I actually want to take a quick hot second and sidebar this real quick, because I have some questions about that being the top story that we see. I mean, besides, you know, I know we're talking right now about does this lead to falling for straight girls and, and things like that. I have some thoughts about is this more problematic than that? Is the fact that we see so many coming out stories, does this create expectations for lesbians and especially younger lesbians, you know, our, our little um, gabies? Oh, yeah. You know, who who are starting to date, does this create an idea in their head? Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I mean, there's definitely this idea like, oh, if I like someone and they are straight, eventually they won't be straight anymore. Yeah. And you know, you know what my number one example for this is? Because you've heard, you've heard me talk about this Oh, yes. I've heard you talk about it. Yes. Yeah. So 
I, I'm going to pre-apologize. I'm so sorry, Emerson Chippers. We're going to get into it a little bit because I do have some feelings about Emerson. You know, I don't watch Pretty Little Liars. So yes. can you give me just a quick overview of what is Emerson? So Emerson is the name. It's a shipper name for Emily and Allison, who are the, the kind of end game lesbian couple on the show. Uh, and Emily, played by Shay Mitchell, mm. um, I do has know her Shay own Mitchell. coming out story. <laughs> well, everyone knows Shay Mitchell. <gasps> so she has her own coming out story um, when she's in high school, you know, realizing realizing that she's into girls, realizing that she had feelings for Allison um, that maybe went beyond just wanting to be best friends, you know. Mm-hmm. And over the course of the show, because, you know, I'm, I'm going to gloss over a lot of the plot. I mean, Allison, they, she was dead. She's not dead. Spoiler she's alert. back. She's spoiler alert. They uh, end up getting together and have kids together, get get engaged. Wow. And I think, there, you know, there's a lot of things about their storyline that are that are cute and that are great. Um, but I have a lot of hesitation around the fact that when we see early days of them and flashbacks of in high school, how Allison responded to the fact that Emily was kind of into her, it was not positive at all. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I think for me, it's hard because I I worry so much. I've seen how many younger lesbians and, and bisexual girls kind of have latched onto that storyline. And part of me worries because how many of them have latched onto it just because they want that story. You know, they want the person that they're into to end up with them. Well, of course. I mean, obviously, we all, if you have feelings for someone, you want them to have feelings for you back. That's just, that's clear. Exactly. But is it a good thing to tell younger lesbians, you know, hey, that, that girl that you're into who maybe treats you like dirt about it right now, just hang out for 10 years and like she'll totally love you back. Yeah, that's definitely problematic. I mean, I think it's problematic in all media, though. Yeah. Because there is like that thread of, unrequited love or the the guy treats you like crap but eventually he'll change his mind or the girl treats you poorly as well and sure there's this idea of the exception to the rule right and for emerson (laughs) yes yeah so allison right emily was her exception to the rule and a lot of people love that storyline but when you think about that storyline it is so problematic right have you ever seen the movie uh he's not that into you I have not. Okay, so the whole point of the movie and the point of this book, he's just not that into you, is that, you know, you're not the exception to the rule. Like, you will think you're going to be the exception to the rule, but, like, if they're treating you poorly, if they're not asking you out, if they're not showing that they're interested in you, they're not into you, right? There's no exception. (laughs) That's just how it is. If it walks like a duck and it quacks like a duck, it is not into you. (laughs) But then you go to the end of the movie... And the whole point of the movie, the two main characters, she ends up being the exception to his rule, right? Yeah. And it's like, that's the whole point of the book. In the movie, you're not the exception, but we're, we still keep feeding that that idea. Yeah. Because I think from a, from a film perspective, it seems so romantic, you know, that I'm just going to throw everything else aside and love wins the day. But from a, you know, a healthy, functional relationship perspective, mm-hmm. it doesn't 
you know, queer women are not the only people who are being fed problematic things from the media. Absolutely not. I think there's so many examples of toxic relationships and unhealthy relationships all over the place. Oh, yeah. It's great to see coming out stories. You know, I think it's really important. I think it's it's important for a lot of those young lesbians. But yeah, you know, what does it do when you start creating these expectations about what is the the end result going to be? How does this play out in the long run? I, as much as I, I can sound harsh about Emerson sometimes, I know. Uh, I think it's really just it's a uh, it's worry. You know, I worry for for our little our little baby gays that we love so much. Little impressionable gays. Oh, yeah, do love them. Uh, they're just and you just you want to just take them under your wing, you know, and and tell them that it's going to be OK and you don't have to hang around waiting for the first girl you fell for for 10 years um, until she just finally comes around. Pretty know. reasonable thing to say. Ellie, what should I watch now that Winona Earp ended? Well, if you like Winona Earp, you should definitely check out Riley Para on Tello. It's a little bit Winona Earp, a little bit Buffy and a little bit Rosalia Niles, but actually gay (laughs) (laughs) oh my god i love the riley power book so of course i'm watching it plus tell us all about making content for lesbians so lesbians are front and center and you know we are all about lesbians front and center (laughs) and did you know they're the first lesbian network to receive an emmy nomination which is huge such a big deal. We were so excited to buy our subscription because we know all those fees are just going to go straight into making more lesbian content, which I think is something we all want. More lesbians. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So be sure to check out Tello and subscribe to watch great shows like Riley Para and so many others. But let's talk about the baby gays for a minute. Okay. We all were baby gays at one point, right? We all... Oh, so true. We all were once a closeted straight girl, and we had to come (laughs) out, right? And so it's such a revelation for us, and I think because of that, we want other people to to feel this life-changing thing, right? Yeah. So we're, we're segueing back into why do we fall for straight girls right now? And yeah, absolutely. We've had that moment of, of you know, I think for all of us, that realization like, hey, you don't have to date boys, right? And, and so it's so exciting. <laughs> it is so exciting. And it's so exciting to the point that like you almost want to go like door to door ringing doorbells being like, have you heard the good news? Yes. Like, you can be gay. <laughs> you can be gay, too. We'll teach you. <laughs> Here's a book. <laughs> Love it. Here's your pamphlet and your toaster. And just so you know, uh, you don't have to date boys, right? You don't have to do this to yourself. (laughs) (laughs) But it's so true. I mean, I think, you know, you forget because that was such a huge thing for us um, that everyone doesn't have to do that, right? Mm -hmm. Like, not everyone is is suffering dating guys the way that we all kind of were sitting there, you know, and and maybe it was fun. I mean, like, I, I had boyfriends in high school and it's not like it was awful i mean it just it wasn't much of anything you know it was kind of like the the feeling of someone being into you felt nice you know like oh yeah but the the fireworks never happened right i still remember the first time that i ever kissed a girl i was like holy crap Mm -hmm. this is what it's supposed to feel like (laughs) forever i was like i don't know like yeah the guys i dated they're cool but like i don't feel anything really yeah my sister actually said to me, do you think you're feeling what everyone else feels and you just thought it would be more? I was like, you know, maybe that's it. And then I was like, oh, <laughs> no, 
I know exactly what I was supposed to be feeling because I just felt it when I kissed this girl. Hey. That is the gayest conversation ever, by the way. Yeah. But but it's so true. And it doesn't even it doesn't even have to be kissing. Like I remember the first date I went on with a girl when I was in high school, it wasn't we literally went to a movie and we just held hands and, we were, and we're like holding hands in this movie theater in the dark and like my heart was just like it just wanted to explode out of my chest and you yeah you suddenly realize you were like this hasn't happened with boys yep yep <laughs> and it's so i mean it's it's it is it's eye-opening you know it just all of a sudden it makes sense you're like oh i'm not broken you know, I'm not mm-hmm. defective in some way. It just this I wasn't doing the right thing before. It was the wrong thing. Yeah. <laughs> but it was the wrong thing for us. It it doesn't necessarily mean it was the wrong thing for everyone, you know. Mm-hmm. And I can I I'm, I'm going to sidebar us again. I love sidebars. Uh, yes. Because I also want to talk about I mean, there's a lot of and I think we're going to have a whole separate episode about, you know, kind of biophobia uh, and, and lesbians and everything. But I wonder if that's another reason that that so many lesbians like don't don't trust bisexual girls right like in that kind of weird way because for us we never we never felt anything to men so we're like oh right if you have feelings for a woman therefore yeah but it it obviously doesn't work like that like we we right like we expect we expect that they would have had the same uh realization of like oh my god you know how you never felt anything and now you do like Mm -hmm. you don't have to go back and so to us it's like you know oh why would you want to go back and it's like well because they're not they're not only into women. Like some yes. people also felt stuff for the guys before, and then mm-hmm. realized they also feel something for the girls. Like it's just yeah. a different. It's a different thing. That revelation is just as exciting too. Yeah, absolutely. I yeah. mean, it, it. But it's just it's a different revelation, and like mm-hmm. that's okay. Like everyone doesn't have to have the exact same story in life. You know, like my story doesn't have to be everyone's story. You know. Yes, definitely. But I think that also bisexual women. There are a lot of them out there. My ex-girlfriend was bisexual and I date a lot of bisexual girls and a lot of my friends date bisexual girls. It's interesting because a lot of those girls, my friends that they're dating are the first women they've ever dated. But that doesn't mean that they have changed their whole dating history, right? And they've changed the way that they feel about men. That makes it a little bit more difficult too, right? Because just because a woman has always been with men, other people look at them and they say, that's a straight girl, quote unquote, also might necessarily not be straight. But they might also not right. be a lesbian, right? There's so much yes. in between. <laughs> it's it's like there's a range. Yeah. Oh, there. is there a spectrum? Is that a thing that exists? So, well, yeah. We're we're gonna talk about yes. that in a hot in a, yes. in a hot second. Love it. Um, but yeah, to go back to my friends, they said that I could use their names, so I'm gonna talk about them. <laughs> okay. So one of my friends, Courtney, she all throughout college was a lesbian, and my friend Noelle was historically straight. Um, and she, she was in a very serious relationship with a man when I met her, only dated men and Courtney and Noelle were friends and turned into something more. And now Noelle identifies as bisexual, mm-hmm. but you know, if Courtney had just said, oh, you only ever dated men, like I'm not going to date you because of your dating history, or I'm not even going to try to do this. They're both very happy right now, you know, and they wouldn't have gotten to that place. Yeah. So it's, there's this tough line that you navigate where it's like well you you don't want to say like every single girl who's ever been straight like don't come near me right right because sometimes it does end in a really beautiful relationship with someone who yeah had previously only been with men yeah absolutely and i think i mean my own life right is like a a great example of that too i think especially of of just being willing to put your feelings out there right and Mm -hmm. 
I mean, not not with the expectation that it has to mean anything, but just sure. I mean, it's funny, you know, we talked about this when we were planning this episode is, you know, how do you have an episode to kind of dig into um, falling for a straight girl? And what does that say? Like, you know, why does that keep happening? What is it? Um, reflect about our community and things like that. And and me just feeling like a huge hypocrite because I'm like, well, I, I did too. I just, <laughs> you know, um, now we're married. And when I talk about that story, I think it's always really important to convey that it's not, I, I didn't marry a straight girl, right? I mean, obviously my wife is not straight. She's just someone that I met before she had come out. Mm-hmm. And that's a really important distinction there. You know, it's, it, I think it's important to remember that, yeah, there is, that moment can still come. I mean, it, it whether it's something that is always going to happen, you know, the way that it, it kind of ends up being shown to us on TV, I think that's certainly how that does happen sometimes. I mean, we can't, you know, oh, can't yeah. really pretend that that's not a real story. I mean, of course it's it a is. very we real story. So yes. many of us yes. yeah, have have experienced that. And of course, everyone's relationship is different, you know? There's so many different identities out there. I've noticed this more and more happening, maybe just as I get older, but a lot of my friends who were, I just, I'm just going to say historically straight. I don't, I guess that's like how you would say it. (laughs) But a lot of my friends who are historically straight are now with women. And I think it's because as a society, we're, we're a little bit more open with the fact that we have feelings for a multitude of different people, right? And we're starting to push back against labels. Yep. We're going to jump back to that spectrum comment. Yeah, absolutely. Which I think is just, it's so exciting. You know, there's so many different identities, so many different sexualities, and it's all on a spectrum, right? It's not so black and white. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. And so that's why it, it's, it gets so gray area with quote unquote straight girls. Right. Right. But I but I think this is I mean, I think this is a good transition because we've talked about, you know, a lot of the reasons why do we think this keeps happening? And I think now we're kind of heading into like, where is this heading or what are some some kind of, you know, good news, hopeful things that we can keep in mind? And I think that's a huge one. I mean, I think a lot of, you know, our generation and younger generations. Yeah, we're seeing a lot, whether it's sexualities, whether it's identities of people saying, you know, there isn't just one box that I have to exist in. It's it's things are not black and white. There's not everything is not a binary. Right. Yes. That's a real thing. And I think that is hopeful for the future, because that does also, I think, help help allow people more 
flexibility to really find themselves in there, you know, mm-hmm. find what they're comfortable with, find what they want. Um, I think that's a huge thing to to kind of look forward to, you know, to to be excited about that's happening now and to keep looking forward to as that as that kind of becomes more and more, uh, more and more prevalent, more and more real, you know, it opens up our world, right? Yeah, because then you don't have to just be labeled by one thing, you know, Mm -hmm. you don't. I mean, I know we gave the disclaimer at the beginning. We're kind of generalizing into just, you know, straight people um, as a as a blanket term. Mm -hmm. Sure. But I think, you know, also allowing for there are straight people who still consider themselves straight and date date someone of the same gender. You know, there are lesbians who marry a dude. I mean, they might still identify how they do. And it, it just it doesn't negate that you know it, it's just life sometimes is a little a little more complicated than that and a little more you know the waters are getting muddy and i kind of love it yeah <laughs> i'll swim in those muddy waters <laughs> i mean just why take not? a nice, like, it's nice not, dip <laughs> you know because you don't need to just box everything up really simply and it's especially i think when you're trying to do that to other people you know to tell someone else what they are or aren't i think that that's just getting into dangerous territory. Oh, it's yeah. not, you don't need to do that. I think it's so important that we're talking about people, how people self-identify. You should never identify another human being. Uh, unless it's us calling most of the world straight, in which case we just did that. So cool. <laughs> but they do self-identify. I think they do self-identify as that. They do. And, <laughs> and I think that's a good, that's another good thing to remember, too, about all of this is I think... Another, you know, kind of hopeful item is if nothing else, you know, we can laugh about this. I mean, I think you kind of have to laugh, oh, yeah, laugh about do. some of this, right? Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So <laughs> at this moment in our broadcast, I'd like to bring you a PSA service announcement. <laughs> if you or a loved one is having a problem with straight girl addiction, please go check out Straight Girls Anonymous at the Gay Women's Channel. Um <laughs> No. Can I? Can we have a PSA every episode? I love you. Yeah, I think that was PSA pretty good. Right? I, I can work. I can work official. on it. Yeah. Yeah. So tell tell me a little bit about Straight Girls Anonymous. So I just love I love the gay women's channel on YouTube. I go like get sucked into this gay hole whenever I start <laughs> watching their videos. But they have this video called Straight Girls Anonymous, basically like AA for lesbians who are addicted to straight girls. <laughs> So like for you, it's for it's you. It's for really. me. It's for me. I'm like, where <laughs> where can I find this uh, the Straight Girls Anonymous and how do I sign up? But it's it's pretty funny. So I'll let the video explain itself. But if you if you want to check that out, we can definitely laugh about it. And I think that that's kind of the point, right, is to say acknowledge. I mean, sort of what we're doing here, we're acknowledging that this is a thing and it happens and. You don't have to kind of pretend that it doesn't. You can still be a little honest and say, hey, sometimes, you know, yep. sometimes we do this. Sometimes, it's not the best. all the time. It's a few times. But we know this about ourselves. <laughs> oh, we do. One option is, you know, go find the stories of, uh, even if they're fictional, other people who have done, done the same things, made the same mistakes. Mm-hmm. But I think the other thing, right, sort of like the flip side to that, is you can also look for... Uh, look for stories that aren't that, right? I mean, yes, it's the most common thing in the media, but there are also examples of shows or movies with actual established lesbians falling for other lesbians, what? right? Like people who are into women liking people who are also into, into women. women. What a concept. Wow. I know. Well, yeah, I mean, I right? think that's why the L word was so groundbreaking, right? Yeah, absolutely. Like more than one lesbian in a room? <gasps> <laughs> and in in the whole town there's not just one of them <laughs> just one but that's also more true to real life 
Sure. Yeah. Oh, so many of my friends are in the queer community and it's like, I'm, I'm never just the only lesbian in the room. Like that very yeah. rarely happens to me. <laughs> but yeah. And then you have Carmilla, which I love. I mean, is a conversation complete if you don't bring up Carmilla? No, never. Just about not. The whole show isn't about lesbians, but everyone just happens to be queer, right? Right. Or there's just a bunch of gay women hanging around you're like yeah "Yeah, that makes sense to me it's never mentioned it's not it's not really a thing that has to be like introduced because that's i've always felt that way about uh riley para too and i felt you know in the books like it's the same thing it's just they happen to be gay it's not it's not like a a revelation worthy aspect of their character yeah because i mean they have been gay for a while right so a lot of them are older and that's yeah it's not their coming out story. And you even have right. different stories like the Fosters, you know, like sure. those women step onto the scene and they are established as a married lesbian couple. What? Yes. You know, which we also love because we are also the Fosters. So, oh, what, what? so cute. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, Orange is the New Black. You have so, so yes. many all over the spectrum in that show as well. Yeah. No, I think I, I think finding those stories, you know, and and hoping to see more of that. I think the other thing to to keep in mind there is how much some of that highlights why we need more queer creators, more writers, you know, just more queer content being written by queer people. And and to be fair, I mean, I know not all the content that we just covered is created by queer people, but I think, you know, looking for authentic queer stories. One of the ways that we get that is just to get more more gay voices. More you know? gay voices. More, more. Yeah, we need like a, a uh, megaphone. We'll take a. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. If anyone hasn't watched Suicide Kale yet, I mean, we loved Suicide Kale because it was it was just so much more real. You know, I think we're used to watching watching couples, especially straight couples, on TV or in movies where you're just you're watching it going, well, that has nothing to do with me, but that's fine. I mean, it's fun. Yeah. Still, it's, you know, it's whatever story it is. Uh, Suicide Kill, uh, we watched and it just killed us. I mean, it was just, it was almost too real at some mm-hmm. points, you know, how they're bickering and how they're having their little, you know, couple lunch date and things like that. I mean, it's so it's so on point. I watched it, too. And it's actually funny because you're the married couple. But like, I'm totally <laughs> it like I'm totally the girls on the other side. Right. <laughs> they were like, oh, yeah, we've been friends for years. And like, you know, of yeah. course, then we hooked up and whatever. It's like, I'm like, oh, my goodness, this could be my maybe, life. Maybe we'll do a Les Essentials on Suicide Kale. That'd be fun. That'd too. be great. We'll do we'll do an episode on it. <sighs> but but I think it is. I think finding those stories, finding and, and supporting, you know, queer content and creators. Um, that's definitely something that I think we can do that that helps uh, helps this whole situation, you know. And I mean, in real life, right? Not on not on TV or in movies. We can also try to find more queer people to spend our time with, right? Which absolutely I'm always doing. I actually uh, <laughs> last night went to a burlesque show at Club Cafe in Boston, Woo-hoo. and there were a lot of queer people there, which was so fun. Yeah, so it's you know yeah. find queer events. There's a lot of Facebook groups. Meetup yep. actually is really good for that, too. There's a bunch of very, like, specifically targeted queer events on there. You mentioned Her earlier. I think that's a great one. Yeah, Her is great. And that's um, basically, like, Tinder for lesbians, I guess. Um, yeah. Or queer women. Women who love women. So if you want to stop hitting on straight girls, yeah. try... Hit up Her. Dating queer yeah. women. <laughs> right? Yeah. What Check a con- out her. What a concept. 
<laughs> it's not I'm not saying we're going to completely solve the problem overnight, but I think there are there's certainly things that we can do for sure. Help your community. <laughs> I had some questions, Ellie, that I wrote for you. Oh my gosh, are we doing Q and Gay? It is time for Q and Gay. Q and Gay. Q. Q. And. Gay. And it's our favorite segment, because honestly, the, the questions for each other, I think, are always a little, a little repetitive from what we talked about. But we are always so excited uh, to get to get feedback from you guys. So I'm going to ask Ellie these questions, and then we want to know your answers as well. Starting with question number one. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. Have you ever fallen for a straight girl? What? <laughs> let's, let's pretend you and I have never met for the purpose of this question. Okay, um, you tell me. I think I'm going to have to say... Yes, that's my answer. Just uh, that's a we're gonna. It's a very liberal answer. Gonna keep it vague, but yes, there you go. That's, I think that's I think that's fine. Uh, next question: How gay was your college? Oh my goodness, like Kinsey six. <laughs> we're gonna numerically score it. I love yeah. it. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Super gay. Oh, I hadn't even thought in numbers. I'd have to come up with a number for ours. Oh, oh my god, that's great. 12? Okay, next next question. How's your gaydar, Ellie? Okay. I actually pride myself on my gaydar, but <laughs> I don't know if I necessarily have gaydar. I just have, like, into me-dar. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know. Oh, that's a real thing, though. I can look at a girl, and I if I look into her eyes for long enough, and I take a picture of her face. <laughs> no. But, <laughs> you know, you can tell. I'm like, oh, that girl is into me. And yeah. sometimes they're gay, sometimes they're not. Who knows? Ooh, you know, that that I think sounds like a, uh, that's like a teaser for another episode we're going to do. I think that's good. Oh, yeah. Gator on point. <laughs> there you go. Okay, next question. What do you prefer on TV? Coming out stories or established queers? Okay. I love all of it, to be real. But yeah. I would prefer established queers. It. It just makes more sense to me. It's more real. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, it'd be like a, a good uh, model for you to follow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. I think I need I need more positive role models. Hey, guys. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Our last question. Have you been with someone that was straight when you met them? Yes. Ish. <laughs> ish? Ish. Mm. Well, I've been with people. I, my ex-girlfriend was had only dated men before she dated me. But I don't think I would don't I wouldn't say she was straight before she met me. She definitely identified yeah. as bisexual before we started dating, but I was the first girl that she ever dated. That's fair. Yeah, yeah I think that's ish. Yeah. Ish is a good a good designation. That's all the questions? That's it. That's all I had. <sighs> all right. Well, to our listeners, remember you can give us your own answers to this episode's Q and Gay questions on our Twitter at Les Hangout Pod. We definitely want to know your guys' answers. Uh if you don't want to send them all on our Twitter publicly. Um, you can also email us at leshangoutpod at gmail.com. You can also find us on Instagram and Facebook at leshangoutpod. And you can also check out our website at leshangoutpod.com. And if you like what you're hearing and you want to hear more of us, please rate us and review us on iTunes. It really helps other people find us. And helps us to keep making this podcast. And if you want to follow us individually, the best place to find me, Lee Holmes Foster, is on Twitter at LSH Foster. And you can find me 
at leb2792 on Twitter and Instagram. And I'm Lee. And I'm Ellie. And And let's let's hang hang out out again again soon. soon. Let's hang out. out.